1: I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Admission. Under a highway overpass in West Oakland is an unhoused community. Some of its residents call it the Wood Street Commons, and it stretches about a mile, moving north from 18th Street up to 36. Estimates vary on the exact number of people who live there, but somewhere between 200 and 300 live on Wood Street itself and under the 880 freeway. Oakland's homeless population has boomed, There was an 86% increase from 2015 to 2019, and it's gotten even worse during the COVID-19 pandemic. A recent audit found that Oakland was unprepared to handle the growth of encampments in recent years. There are about 140 of them in Oakland, according to that same report, and Wood Street is one of the largest. But there aren't a lot of choices for the city's unhoused residents. In fact, over the years, they've been pushed out of other encampments to Wood Street. But now that community is facing eviction. Here's The Chronicle's Karen Creighton reporting from what she calls the last frontier for West Oakland's homeless population. Duchess,
2: Duchess, come here.
3: Lydia Bloomberg lives in an RV on the south end of the Wood Street encampment, near an area that residents refer to as the Bottoms. When I met up with her last week, she was getting ready to give her dog, Duchess, a bath. It's gotten a lot easier for folks in this community to take showers, cook, and bathe their pets thanks to a new community space that was built in 2020. It's called Cobb on wood and it's north of where Lydia lives, off 24th and Wood Street, under the 880 freeway. The space consists of a handful of buildings built by volunteers in collaboration with some Wood Street residents. There's a shower, a free store, and a fully functioning kitchen where residents can cook meals and eat food that's been donated.
2: I really love the community that's blossomed out of this area. Um, Almost all of the people that are here are here because they've been pushed out of so many other places so many other times. They wanted to be as far off the street and out of the public eye as they could be. They're tired of, you know, being told to move on.
3: Lydia runs the clinic at Cobb-on-Wood. She spends much of her time finding and identifying herbs and making tinctures to help with her neighbor's medical needs. For unhoused people who keep getting pushed out and moved around like Lydia, Wood Street is kind of the last frontier.
2: My partner had a roommate situation in Oakland, and that's where I had my first RV um, that got towed. Uh, And when I asked the police where I could park an RV that it wouldn't get towed right away, uh, they said Wood Street.
3: The land this encampment sits on is split up between a number of different agencies, including the state of California and private developers. And now, despite protests from Wood Street residents and volunteers, two of those owners, Caltrans and the city of Oakland, are threatening to evict the hundred or so people who live on the south side of the encampment.
2: We were slated to be evicted here um, on July 1st or June 30th, but those dates have come and gone with some of the organizing that we've been doing and we're hoping that that's because uh, we actually made a difference um, in how they were thinking.
3: Lydia and other residents could be forced to move their homes and belongings any day now, but trying to get a clear answer on exactly when has proved challenging.
2: Like, honestly, like this is the last place that people have to be. It's Caltrans property, and Caltrans is the biggest um, kind of landlord in California because of so many people squatting on Caltrans land.
3: One thing that makes Wood Street unique is that the community has started building relationships with housed residents who live in the nearby neighborhoods. Lydia helps coordinate a volunteer effort where they help pick up trash and other items at the encampment.
2: I think they're starting to accept us more. We really want to be accepted in the neighborhood. We like to live peacefully, just like anybody else. Um, And we like having neighbors that we're friends with. But Lydia
3: also wants to keep out unwanted visitors. For that, she's built a makeshift fence around her 1979 Sprinter RV. Behind the fence and RV are several piles of different items, each about the height of Lydia herself. They're different things she's collected. Can you tell me about your different piles of stuff?
2: (laughs) So I've I've got a soft spot. Strangely, for umbrellas, vacuum cleaners, and things with wheels, mostly like electric engines. And um, I really like parts that can be repurposed for art.
3: To outsiders, the size and scope of the encampment may appear messy and disorganized. But to the musicians, collectors, mechanics, and others who live there, the encampment helps to fulfill a creative need. But they also know the risks.
2: The arson fires that are rampant and that um, the residents, frankly, live in terror of, um, that's really the biggest thing. Like, I literally don't sleep in my RV anymore because I'm afraid that I could wake up to it on fire or not wake up.
3: Lydia says fires have been a huge issue at the Wood Street encampment. She and other residents think fires may be intentionally set by others. And it's clear just from walking around with her that she's constantly on guard, watching for her own or a neighbor's RV to catch fire. According to Caltrans, the risk of fire is prompting the evictions at Wood Street. The agency indicated that neighbors living nearby had reported multiple fires and explosions, which, quote, put everyone in the area at risk, including the people experiencing homelessness, given the extremely dry conditions.
2: When they're calling them encampment fires, they're stoking the fire of um, hatred against houseless people. And it's one of the reasons that neighbors use for why they don't want us here is because... We bring fires with us, they say. It just makes me very angry that the things that I'm working so hard against are the things that people are pointing to as reasons they don't want people in my situation around.
3: Despite the risks and outside misperceptions, many residents I spoke with said the community they've built at Wood Street makes them feel a lot safer than other places around Oakland. They say people look out for each other.
2: We really want to be accepted in the neighborhood because we're here whether y'all like it or not.
3: If Lydia and the hundred or so other people living on the south side of Wood Street are evicted, she can move her home a few blocks north to Oakland's new safe RV parking site, which opened earlier this month. But she'd rather not.
2: It's only going to be open for a maximum of three years, and then I'd have to move back here anyway. Why would I I want to move all my stuff? I'd have to get rid of most of my stuff. Most of my stuff wouldn't fit in the RV site. I mean, there's a lot of people that have built homesteads on on the city property that have, you know, put a lot of work into into their home and don't want to see anything happen to it. But
3: residents like Lydia might be forced to move away from the homes they've built. The city of Oakland and Caltrans plan to move people from the bottoms, as well as a neighboring piece of land under the highway where Lydia lives. After the break, what the city of Oakland wants to do with the Wood Street encampment and how residents are pushing back with an alternative proposal.
1: We'll be right back. You can support Fifth mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod, or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you
0: by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory— Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
3: Some residents of the Bottoms met with a group of representatives from the city last week. The city presented their plan for the Bottoms, a brand new housing development, Here's Brian Warwick from Oakland's Housing and Community Development Department. Had received feedback um, from the community that they wanted to see affordable home ownership, so we uh, indicated that in our RFP. And the... the proposal from Habitat for Humanity and Midpen Housing Corporation includes 170 units, 13 of which would be set aside for homeless people, including unhoused veterans. So half of that would be for rental, and half of that would be for home ownership. Um, The rental side would be a lot of deeply affordable housing, so there would be at least 13 units for homeless people. But for some Oakland leaders, that plan doesn't do enough to address the immediate needs of Wood Street residents.
4: This trickle-down theory doesn't work in economics, and it definitely doesn't work for um, housing solutions for the unsheltered.
3: That's Oakland's District 3 City Council member Carol Fife. The encampment at Wood Street is in her district. I asked her about the threat to evict residents from the site.
4: I think we all have a role in uh, addressing homelessness in Oakland and throughout the state of California. And Caltrans has been a particularly gnarly partner. They are a very well-resourced state agency that does not act like a good partner in some of these conversations around housing. And we are fighting desperately to change that.
3: Council Member Fife thinks that a key part of the solution is acquiring public buildings to develop housing.
4: The Wood Street folks are like a tight-knit community that live together, work together, and want to stay together and not be displaced because they've found um, that they've been able to create a sense of safety for the people who live there. So I would like to see acquisition and rehabilitation and the use of public land for temporary and uh, permanent solutions. There there are several buildings that are available. And I, I know this wasn't a popular idea, but there are two county buildings, which once again are publicly owned buildings on Broadway. Um, I think now they're being developed for affordable housing, but um, those would have been perfect for acquiring and rehabbing to be SROs.
3: This wouldn't be the first time the city of Oakland has moved a homeless community from a piece of land in order to build housing. But what makes the situation unique is that the residents of The Bottoms have extensively organized with one another and developed an alternative plan. Here's Theo Cedar-Jones speaking at the meeting with the city last week. He's a musician who moved to Wood Street in 2020 after facing difficulty paying rent during the pandemic.
1: The residents of The Bottoms on Wood Street in West Oakland are inviting you all to participate with us in creating a new model for the unhoused and dispossessed which enables us to shed our homeless status and instead be the owners of our homesteads within a tiny home eco-village with shared infrastructure, which transforms areas of open land into cooperative communities based on the traditional idea of the commons. We the people...
3: They want to create a cooperative land trust as well as a nonprofit. It would be owned primarily by homeless residents to create tiny home eco-villages on unused land throughout the city of Oakland. The first of these villages would be Wood Street. In addition to homes, they propose building a cafe, a music stage, a clinic, and other amenities like a bike repair shop. Their ultimate goal is to create 10,000 tiny homes throughout Oakland. They say it could eliminate homelessness permanently. Both the city of Oakland and Caltrans have said that they will offer alternatives and services to homeless residents before clearing an encampment. Caltrans said they're working with the city to provide access to other locations, such as cabins or hotel rooms, which they called better alternatives. At last week's meeting, we heard something similar from the city.
2: I want to start by saying, we know that all of our resources are not sufficient to meet everybody's needs. We have spaces being
3: held in our community cabin interventions. We have spaces being held in our Holland Transitional
2: Housing Program. And we ha- we always have spaces available at our St. Vincent shelter.
3: That was Laura Tenenbaum from the Human Services Department. As she listed alternative living spaces, residents rolled their eyes. Accepting these offers would mean losing the freedom and community they've built here. They say the community they've created offers a level of safety they can't find elsewhere. And while the threat of eviction looms... Wood Street residents are continuing to fight for their space. Here are Wood Street residents Juanita and Lamonte.
2: We're telling you what we need and no one's listening. We're people, right? Me, myself, I'm claustrophobic. And I've been out here
4: for many, many years. If you put
2: me in a closet, I might hang myself tomorrow. And I'm serious, I'm not joking. Don't put me in a closet, don't put me in a box. Let me freely choose where I want to go, please.
4: I'm safe here. They watch over me. I'm a single lady by myself. I've never had a problem. They watch out for me. We watch out, we make sure everybody gets food. We do a lot of things for each other. We are a community. We are the community you should be developing for. Don't try to displace us, because we're finally comfortable. I'm happy here. Oh. I'm safe.
3: For 5th and Mission, I'm
1: Karen Creighton. Karen Creighton is a producer for The Chronicle. At the conclusion of the meeting you just heard, the City of Oakland said the Wood Street encampment eviction could happen in September, though community members have heard an earlier date may be possible. At the moment, Caltrans says that it has not, quote, scheduled closures to any part of the Wood Street encampment and that it will post notices at least 48 hours in advance of any future eviction deadlines. For ongoing coverage on homelessness in Oakland, go to sfchronicle.com or the Chronicle app. Special thanks to King Kaufman and Sarah Feldberg for their help and to you for listening.